Dearest listener, it has been said that season two of Bridgerton will be more scandalous than the last. In anticipation, we podcasters have been honing our skills and sharpening our knives for all of you. Daphne found her duke, but is there anyone who can tame the rake by Count Bridgerton? As members of the ton gather to watch season two of Bridgerton on Netflix, we cannot be the only ones wondering, will the Viscount take a wife? Will the Duke return, even just for one scene? Will the identity of Lady Whistledown herself be revealed to all? We may be in for a considerable scandal indeed. Join us here on Burning for Bridgerton each week as we dissect and overanalyze each episode of season two of Bridgerton. Yours truly, Lady Claire and Lady Julie of The Basic Mom. Okay, Bridgerton fans, who's ready to majorly overanalyze season two, episode two? That's what we're here to do, Julie. (laughs) I know. I know you're ready. I know I'm ready. Shall we start with uh, the episode title description writers? All right. So season two, episode two is called Off to the Races. Um, Facing heated competition and a prickly foe, Anthony steps up his courtship game. Eloise makes a lady whistle down discovery as a family member returns. This episode was written by Gitika Lazardi. I'm so sorry, Julia Quinn and Chris Van Dusen. Okay, I think that's good. I think that's how I said it last time. It is the same exact three writers as episode one. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, so we're going to start with sort of big scenes that happened in the book, and then we'll get into what we loved, what we hated, costumes, music, questions, predictions, all of that. Yep. So even though it's not the first scene in the book, I, or the book, the episode, (laughs) I think the most notable scene was obviously the races. Yes. Yeah. I think we learned a lot there. Yes, I loved this scene. Um, However, this was not in the book at all, right? No, it wasn't. Um, Yeah, I didn't find any mention of it in the book. No, but it was my absolute favorite scene of the episode, probably because of the Kate Anthony banter dynamic. I love, (laughs) loved how she showed him up in like knowledge of horses yeah. <laughs> yeah. That also wasn't in the book how much she knew about horses. So I think that's a little neat addition we have here. Yeah, I liked that. Another notable event in the book. Oh my gosh, I keep saying in the <laughs> book. In the episode is um, and this is kind of interspersed throughout in multiple scenes. Eloise is getting pretty darn close to cracking down the whistle down mystery, right? Yes. So she initially at the races finds a pamphlet, which was very fun. It was about dog grooming, right? It was a dog grooming. <laughs> yeah. And she realizes that it's the same exact like cardstock as Whistledown is printed on. And it has a logo for the printing shop. So she goes mm-hmm. to the printing shop and 
We're going to get to that specifically <laughs> later because it was funny. Um, but so she tracks that down. She gets another pamphlet while she's there. So now she has three pamphlets all on the same cardstock that she can compare. And she figures out that they all also have a like janky K, right? Yeah. Yeah, from the typewriter, not typewriter, but whatever they use. <laughs> <laughs> so she's figuring, and this is pretty good logic, that if Lady Whistledown's next, you know, edition also has the janky K, she has located the printing press. Unfortunately, of course, she shares her theory with Lady Whistledown, unbeknownst <laughs> to her. So that's sort of like a major component, like getting woven throughout this whole episode. Eloise is definitely getting close. This, we could leave this for the end for predictions, but I'm going to ask you right now, Claire, do you think Eloise at least will find out who it is this season? Oh gosh. So like not necessarily a grand reveal to everyone. Right, right. Um... I think there's a good chance. I'm going to say that. I'm like, starting to yeah. lean towards that too. I think there's a decent chance Eloise figures it out by the end of this season. Okay, another major notable scene was the Lady Danbury and Kate chat. Now this happens sort of towards the end of the episode and it's very much seeing these two women that are so 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 similar mm -hmm. arguing kind of <laughs> like lady d is trying to give her advice but kate's so stubborn and so much like lady danbury that she's not necessarily receiving it and right. and again we get a little bit of like kate being rude in this, which I has mentioned last episode that I don't love, that they're kind of making her a little rude. Because um, I do feel like some of what she said to Lady D was a little insulting. Yeah, it was. There was definitely some attitude there. And I, I kind of wonder, like, what Lady Danbury was like when she was younger, if she was like Kate or you know, if she was different, she kind of, you know, hardened over time. Or I don't know if Kate's new mantra needs to be like, what would Lady Danbury do or whatever. <laughs> but wait, won't we actually get that? Wasn't there announced a spinoff of Lady Danbury, Violet, and the Queen? And the Queen. Yes, I haven't heard any talk about that in a long time, though. So right. I don't know if it's still happening. But there is, I think there's a Lady Danbury book. Oh, if so, I, I have not like, read it. Yeah, I haven't read it too, but it's like, I don't know, How to Marry a Marquis or something like that. Oh, something is that what, yeah. was her husband a Marquis? I, I think so. Okay, interesting. And then one of the other most notable scenes in the episode that we have listed is when Madame Delacroix spots Penelope in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which I also think like, is it really the hood? I feel like this is the nicest hood I've ever seen. Right? Right. Even where um, Eloise went, like the footman was making a fuss about it, like not being nice. I'm like, it looks pretty clean to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't look so bad. <laughs> yeah, cleaner than the New Jersey hood. <laughs> <laughs> Way cleaner than New Jersey. <laughs> 
Um, so what do you think? Do you think anything's going to come of that? I guess something has to, or they wouldn't have even. Yeah, something has to. I don't know. I feel like Penelope um, didn't have the right reaction that she should have had. Right. She could now, have played know, it off. Yeah. Now, um, Madame Delacroix is like, something's like really going on here. Like, yeah, it obviously. went from like yeah. a situation where if she had greeted her and said hello, she could yeah. have come up with some sort of excuse definitely yeah but yeah by running off she made herself look <laughs> way more suspicious yes all right so are you ready to talk about what we're loving in this episode let's do it okay so I'll start with I am loving all of Benedict's jokes <laughs> you know I am a Benedict fan to begin with but it is it's curious because in the books Colin is the jokester yes and he had talked after season one about the fact that Colin wasn't really that funny in season No, in the show. Yeah, he's he's really not that funny in the show, but I definitely. almost wonder if it has to do with the the casting, like if the person that they casted as Benedict just happens to have more of that like ability to like yeah. add humor. Yeah. They might be like writing in more jokes for him than Colin because Colin is back in this episode mm -hmm. and not funny at all. Like not a no. single thing he did. <laughs> he's actually like, very serious. Like when he talks to Penelope at yes. the soiree and, you know, he's like, I found myself or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Um, yeah. Like def Colin would not be the type of dude I was into. <laughs> I like the traveling. I don't like yeah. the, like, I don't know, too much <laughs> taking himself too seriously. But yeah, I yeah. am loving all of Benedict's little jokes. And they're all like little one-liners that are, mm -hmm. some of them like you could miss very easily, mm -hmm. but yeah. I'm loving it. Um, also something that I loved, and I've got questions for you about this. Okay. Colin? is looking at Penelope the same way Penelope is looking at Colin. Please right? tell me you're picking up on that. Yes, too. yes. Okay, so that being said, and since we've read the books and we know where things are going, unless, of course, this is the one Bridgerton relationship that they decide not to follow the books on, because we did hear that last season, right? That the writers said that there might be one Bridgerton who does not end up with the person they ended up with in the book. Mm -hmm. I do not think they'll do that because I think they'd have a riot on their hands. Oh, if Bridgerton Colin and Penelope did not end up together, like things would be burning down. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there would be riots in the streets of small towns all over. Yeah. In Grosvenor yeah. Square and Mayfair. Yes. <laughs> um, so obviously we think that they're working towards that, but do you think they're speeding up the timeline? Because in the books, he doesn't realize it for a good, like, seven years from now <laughs> yeah yeah it's like sometime in the 1820s when they get together and like right now it's like what like 1815 yeah I think so in the books it happens in the same year as when Francesca yeah has her second marriage and yeah. Eloise has her first all three yeah. of those are happening in the same season and I believe Eloise and Penelope are supposed to be like 
26 or 28. Yes. Yeah. They're definitely spinster age. Yes. And they're supposed to be like 18 this season. So (laughs) I would, yeah. So do you think they're speeding up the timeline? Do you think Penelope and Colin end up together sooner rather than later? Um, I hope so. Only because like, I feel really bad for Penelope right now. That is a long ass time to like pine over some dude. Uh, Over like one person and like never, you know, experience life with anyone else. (laughs) Do you think though that they're, they're definitely, Colin is looking at Penelope with just as Google eyes as Penelope is looking at him. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I I didn't know if I was making it up in my head, (laughs) but I don't think that I am. Yeah. I, I love that. Maybe, wait, wait, I oh, wait. Nice. Go ahead. Maybe he's just not ready to admit that to Penelope yet. Because you see, like at the soiree, he's kind of his gears are turning in his head, and he's you know there's something there he wants to like tell her, and he's telling her, you know, obviously that like you wrote to me the most. I found myself. There were no other women, and things yeah. like that. Maybe he's he's trying to come to terms with that, so to speak. Yeah, like maybe he hasn't even totally processed it in yeah. his mind yet. Yeah. He knows that he appreciates her. He knows that he lights up when he sees her, but he doesn't know what that means. Why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's definitely a possibility. Okay, so Will the boxer is back mm-hmm. and I don't know about you, but I 100% forgot about him. <laughs> I yeah I wasn't sure how big of a role he would play in this season um but it looks like he might be having a pretty good chunk of it I think so too yeah um he also like in the scene where he in the scene where he is at the bar with Benedict, it definitely seems like they are setting him up for something. Like he's, this was not just like a cameo, remember Will, right? Right. Did you get that feeling too? Yeah, there's something, there's something behind it for sure. Um, And yeah, we're definitely not done with him. No, because when Benedict said something about him building his business, honestly, like Will made a face. Yeah, I definitely, definitely think we're going to, we're going to find out more about what's going on. I wonder if he's like somehow like dishonestly, well, cause he, he did take the bet or the. Yeah. The bet was dishonest, the boxing thing in season one. Yeah. And he obviously then used that dishonest money to build the the club. Yes. Okay. So do you think, I guess it could just end there or do you think we're going to get more? I think we're going to get more. Yeah, we're going to get more. Okay. (laughs) I I loved, I think I already mentioned this, but I'll say it again because it bears repeating. I loved Kate showing up Anthony at the races. (laughs) I loved that after she showed him up he said something like oh you're thinking about it too much and she was like you think too little 
<laughs> I know. <laughs> the most like blunt comment and I loved it. <laughs> also loved the zebras. Just yes. and how excited they all got like zebras. <laughs> it was cute. Uh, yeah. Um, what else? Oh, back to the races. I one of my favorite comments that just made me like spit out my drink was Lady Featherington, you know, told what prudence I think it was. Stop hollering like a newsboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh she's funny so okay the zebras though I know that you did a little research (laughs) on the zebras I did (laughs) so um I went down a little zebra rabbit hole after I watched this episode (laughs) and apparently um Queen Charlotte was gifted a zebra in a 19 or not 19 (laughs) (laughs) she'd be like 300 right in 1762 it was a late uh wedding present I didn't get who it was from but you know she was given a zebra so you know they and apparently they actually tried like um using them as horses like they would take them to town and or to the ton and with their carriages but they were just too unruly with like the footmen and like they were getting bit and and they were just like zebras going crazy and stuff so um I didn't get to see how many that she actually had but it was definitely more than a few because like the show think they said like she had like 15 or something well so okay I think I took that comment differently I thought she was saying she had 15 kids oh yeah you're right she had 15 kids Okay, yeah. so I think when she was saying that she couldn't come up with names for yeah. zebras because she ran out after 15, right. I thought she meant like of her own kids. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Um, but okay. the zebras, she did, the show showed how many zebras she had, but I don't know if that's like accurate or not. But yeah. I know she did get more zebras eventually. <laughs> I also thought it was funny that like, nothing nothing was really like fenced in like she sent them over the bridge to go look at more animals and she (laughs) said I forget what type of animal it was but she even said that they can be pretty like nippy and I'm sitting there thinking like and there's no fence (laughs) there's maybe a little bit of a wall right yeah that's not I wonder how many like footmen have been like mauled (laughs) the palace right (laughs) all right so something else that I had forgotten about from the book and we saw the first little glimpse of it at the soiree at Lady Tamberry's house was Kate and Eloise's friendship because in the book that actually becomes kind of a pivotal thing because I don't know if this will happen in the show, but remember Kate and Anthony are sort of fighting at one point and Eloise is the one that reaches out to Kate and sends her a letter letting right. her know like what's going on with Anthony. So yeah I, totally I, yeah, I forgot about their friendship. So that was kind of fun to see like that mutual respect mm-hmm. that they have for each other. And then another thing that I noticed and I loved is that Violet, has definitely observed how Anthony looks at Kate. Yes. Have you picked up on that? There have been a few times where Anthony's looking at Kate and then it's like, 
pan to Violet looking at right. me looking at Kate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and she seems pretty like intuitive. So I think she's probably going to help like steer him there. Mm-hmm. I also love that it seems like Violet and Lady Danbury are like pulling all the strings behind yes. the scenes. <laughs> it's like they pair everyone up because I feel like that even happened last season with Daphne and the Duke, right? Yeah. Didn't Lady Danbury. There, there was a little bit there with, um, you know, Lady Danbury kind of pushing the Duke that way and, you know, vice versa with Daphne and Violet. Yeah. And then was there anything else that you loved in this episode? Um, just do we want to talk about the Miss Quinn sighting? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, so um, at the end of the episode, the Queen's footman or whatever he is, brings her a tray of these drawings of, you know, people who they suspect might be Lady Whistledown. And on this tray, there's, you know, a few people we know, a few names that we recognize. There's also another Miss Quinn sighting. One of the cards is a portrait of a lady that kind of looks like Julia Quinn, um, the author of the books. So we get to see her in there too, like we did last episode. I know I saw it this time and I love it. I know, I know I told you I'm so unobservant, but that one was kind of like big and right there. So I did yeah. also yeah. notice that one. All right, let's get into what we hated about this episode. The first thing for me is that I absolutely hate that Edwina is so clearly falling for Anthony. Yes. I like it just sets up a little bit more conflict than I want because it's one thing for Kate to swoop in and take Anthony if Edwina did not have feelings for him. Yes. But they're setting it up for her to have feelings for him. And I don't want Kate <laughs> to steal him away if she has feelings for him. So I am hating <laughs> that Edwina is falling for Anthony because I feel like in the book, she like she was like kind of like, eh, whatever. <laughs> she yeah. wasn't that into him but she is like swooning at him yeah I feel like in the book it's more about like Anthony's title and whatnot yeah um and here we just clearly have like a little love struck duckling just wanting to be fed bread and whatnot <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he's feeding it like he's got oh, it yeah. in his pocket and he's pulling it out um, one thing that I can't unsee now, uh, Claire and I both love listening to the Bridgerton bros and their podcast <laughs> highly recommend if you want to spit out your coffee every five seconds, but they keep talking about how, um, Edwina looks like she's 15 and Anthony looks like he's 45 basically <laughs> and like, and now I can't unsee it whenever right. together. I'm like, she looks like a tiny child and he looks like a grown ass man. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> okay. So another thing that I hated about this episode is that, and correct me if I'm wrong, there was not a single thing in this episode that came from the books. I don't believe so. Like every not single thing. Is yeah, not as far as like big events or anything like that. There's really nothing. Right. Like none of yeah. the 
yeah, there was no weird soiree at Lady Danbury's. <laughs> there was no races. No. Yeah. So I wish I wish that there was at least something from the books yeah. in yeah. the episode. But <laughs> all right. What about you? Anything you hated? Um, I feel like Penelope's personality has really changed from the first season. Um, and I kind of don't like it but we'll see how it goes. I mean, she just, I feel like she's trying too hard to like put herself out there. Um, And in the first season, she was very quiet and reserved. And now she's kind of, she's not really outspoken, but she's definitely a lot more outspoken than she was. Mm. I did not like Penelope's personality in the first season mm-hmm. as compared to the book because she seemed a little bit like mean-spirited when Penelope in the book is like never mean-spirited but you're right, right. she seems like I don't know needy or unsure I don't know there is something about her personality that isn't so likable especially mm-hmm. since it's revealed that she's like everyone already knows she's Lady Whistledown so I right. would like to see her be a little bit more like firm and strong like that type of figure mm-hmm. well so she, I agree with she is that figure when she's working with like the newsboy and whatnot right it's like um, she can but, take on that confidence yeah. Uh but not around her own circle yeah yeah that's interesting Mm -hmm. all right so let's talk about some of the things that made us laugh I loved Lady Featherington's (laughs) absolute distaste for the new Lord Featherington's like hunting (laughs) like what do you call that um trophies Trophies. I don't know that kind of sounds too like serial (laughs) killerish. yes she's such a great actress and like all of the facial expressions and yeah loving everything having to do with that here's something else that I don't know if you noticed but I cracked up at it so when they're at the races um Anthony makes a big fuss about how the ladies don't have lemonade oh (laughs) Lord Lun Lunley is that right Lindley, London, I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) He gets up (laughs) to go get the ladies lemonade. And when he does, Anthony hops in his seat. Well, when he comes back with the lemonade, he hands one to Edwina and Anthony takes the other. (laughs) I did not catch that. Yeah. So Anthony Um, takes and immediately sips. So it's not even like he could hand it to Kate. He just like (laughs) straight up ganked her lemonade. (laughs) Well, Kate should have said something there like, oh, I didn't know you were a lady or whatever. Yeah, that would, yeah, that was an opportunity for a funny joke to make fun of. But it also, I mean, to some extent, it shows his personality, like everything belongs to him. Right. (laughs) Um, I also loved, and I think we got into this a tiny bit earlier, but I loved Eloise's interaction with the boy at the printer. Um. I think, I think he'll be a bigger player. What do you think? It was obviously the type of setup where they're not over with yet. No. And I, they're going to bump into each other. It seems like the, the the same setup they've done with every couple. 
<laughs> where it's like they bump into each other and they don't like each other in their first meeting and then they grow on each other so I do you think they're gonna like date as much as you can date someone in this time period or like how do you think they'll keep them interacting I don't think I see them dating I feel like I see them like working showing together. up at like random events but not really like speaking to each other like the kind of give each other those like I know what you're up to looks and and whatnot and then I think they just kind of have that sort of interaction where they just play off each other and um kind of keep each other's secrets I guess is what do I'm you think that at some point she will like rope him into helping her find out who whistledown is Maybe I I kind of see them now like that would be kind of fun if like she wanted him to help her figure out who Lady Whistledown is and then Penelope finds out you know and like kind of like pays him off to just like not tell her oh my gosh yeah and to sort of like settle down all sorts yeah, of yeah yeah and I was fun. also thinking it just popped into my head like we haven't seen the queen like discuss this with Eloise any further than we have in season one how um like the queen kind of made Eloise like the person to solve this mystery you know so I guess she's taking her case very serious (laughs) (laughs) yeah um Okay, something else I laughed at was Anthony showing up ready to get Irina a whole ass horse. Is that, I guess if you're rich, that's a thing. I've never been given. I guess. <laughs> like, just here's my casual gift horse. Like, right. How do you, how, how long does it take to buy a horse? You can procure a horse in one day to give to someone. Is that, is it that easy? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I guess it is when you're a Viscount. Yeah, I guess when you can just pay. Do you think that horse was the horse from the race or a different horse? Because in the race, she made that comment like, this horse is going to, I forget what word she used, but you know, it wasn't good. (laughs) He was going to go get made into glue. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that's the same horse from the race? Or I guess one. so, right? That would make sense because then it would also be easier for him to buy it because right. they were going to get and rid of it anyway. There would be a bigger meaning behind it. You know? Yeah, okay. it, it probably was then, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, another thing that I laughed at was when Anthony like went into Will's new club, pulled um, Benedict out and was trying to get him to teach him how to properly read poetry right and then Benedict <laughs> describes to Anthony what poetry is and Anthony's face just like sent me <laughs> that's about what my face would look like if someone tried to explain poetry to me right <laughs> and like mm, okay but for real <laughs> right <laughs> um oh okay something else that I've been laughing at and I wonder if you noticed the difference too but Eloise's like comebacks seem to have been a little bit more like blunt this season um two examples in the first episode Cressida says something 
snooty to her and I was expecting her to give something some sort of like really funny response and all she says is like I'd rather die like yes <laughs> and I was waiting for like and like but it was just I'd rather die and she walked off and then in this episode someone said something else to her and she just looked at them and like deadpan no (laughs) and I was like oh okay but like it's it's almost just as funny like they're not like overly verbose or like she should she's just got these really blunt comebacks this season yeah, and I, I think that must be just the added pressure of being out in society now. Because <laughs> we know it makes her miserable. Do you think it was like an intentional shift or do you think it's just different writing? I could see it being an intentional shift because... She's just got no shits left to give. Yeah, that. And I feel like since Daphne's gone or not really gone but you know for the most part um they kind of need a little more female in there you know what I'm saying yeah all right so for this episode I didn't catch any songs that I thought no okay I didn't catch any either yeah and then the costumes I didn't really have too much here either the wigs seem a little more over the top but I'm not even sure they they do like I feel like they're just trying to be ridiculous with them now <laughs> yeah like an, an intentional ridiculousness yeah of the wigs yeah. yeah but none of the dresses in this episode knocked my socks off right uh, yeah there weren't any really outstanding things here but also there we didn't get a ball in the whole episode right there was the major things no soiree yeah there was just a soiree in the race so yeah you know what else hasn't happened in either of the first two episodes we have not promenaded (laughs) oh yeah there's been no promenade (laughs) all right so we actually have a shit ton of questions that we were (laughs) left with in this episode so the first ones are all surrounding cousin jack aka the new lord featherington who has instructed penelope to call him cousin jack so first (laughs) question do we think he's cute um I think I think we're getting there he's definitely growing on me but it's taking some time (laughs) I am definitely finding him pretty cute it's also one of those things you ever see like those memes where they're like is he hot or is he six foot (laughs) (laughs) he's very tall yeah yeah I feel like we see so little of him it's kind of hard for me to get there right now but I think we're getting there yeah um (laughs) also just to follow up on our questions from last week he definitely called himself American in this episode yeah uh which is weird because he also definitely has a British accent (laughs) (laughs) so that's confusing um do you think he's really into Cressida so we found out in this episode that he's calling on the cowpers and he has gifted Cressida with a necklace yeah that's that's interesting I don't know I mean I have a few different thoughts on that like I don't know like is you know Cressida just kind of because she's got that kind of like evil to her 
And is she just, you know, going for it to kind of take down the Featheringtons and conquer all that is theirs or, you know, I, I don't know. There's so many thoughts. (laughs) One thing that I thought was a little odd was in every single episode of like both seasons up until this one, whenever you see Lady Featherington at like a ball or something, giving like bitch face to people and being judgy she's always with Cressida's mom so yeah, I yeah. was under the impression that they were quite close and that Cressida wouldn't be nasty to her now Cressida is always nasty to Penelope right. but I didn't think that it extended to Lady Featherington too Hmm. And another thing that they could be angling towards, if Jack and Cressida do get together, it does um, make sense that then Cressida is like more in that inner circle. And I don't know if you remember this from the books. I'm sure you do. But the thing that actually makes Kate fall for Anthony, do you remember, is that Anthony puts Cressida in her place for picking on Penelope. Right. That's when she finally realizes that maybe he is a decent guy. Okay. So yeah, because we might see that if there's more, you know, Cressida around the Featheringtons. Yeah. You know, Bridgertons and the Featheringtons are usually together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm also a little surprised that Lady Featherington is not just flat out throwing prudence at Jack. Yeah. Yeah. That's I I could see her doing that just to, you know, get her fortune back or whatever, you know? Right. Because (laughs) I mean, realistically, he didn't have to allow them to stay in the house. He could kick them out at any point. Um, And especially if he brings in a new lady Featherington who wants to like do things her way, they could be out on their butts. So I really, really thought she was going to be like shoving Prudence in his face, even though they're distant cousins, like back then, that's what they did. They intermarried intentionally. Uh Uh-huh. Weird. (laughs) Here's another question I had. Uh Because in this episode, we very briefly saw the marriage of Philippa and what's up? The sneezy guy. Yes. What is his name? (laughs) Finch. Um, Here it is. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it was a tiny little wedding. It was not in a church. It was in their house. And I was wondering, even if you held a small wedding at the time, was it wouldn't it still have been in the church? Like Daphne and the Duke's wedding, actual wedding was small and was in a church. And then they had a larger celebration back at the house. I guess I was surprised that it was not in a church at all. Right. So I did some digging on this too. And apparently it's, um, it wasn't common, but it was possible. And the only things you really needed that were required at the time were the clergyman. Uh, the parish clerk to ensure the formal logging in the register and two witnesses. Um, weddings were commonly in the morning and we also had a wedding breakfast. So you obviously hear them talking about wedding breakfasts in the show every once in a while. So that's that. All right. So it did not have to be in a church and I'm guessing it was small because the father was gone. Yeah. Yeah. I got that too. 
Okay. And then the first time I watched this, all honesty, I've watched twice again. (laughs) I completely missed why the queen thought that Whistledown would be talking to Edwina. I definitely get it now, but like when the butler brought the the pictures, I was like, wait, why is she looking at who's talking to Edwina? But it definitely makes sense that since Edwina was not around last year when Lady Whistledown (laughs) came out, that Lady Whistledown would be making an intentional effort to talk to Edwina, to get to know her, to get like a scoop for. But I guess I'm still not sure. Is Edwina sort of in on that? Based on what the queen said when she was showing her the zebras? I don't think she realizes it. I think she's kind of too young and immature to realize it. Yeah, and she seems to think, and as does Kate, they both seem to think that the queen is like on their side. Like, yeah, neither one seems to realize that they're all just like pawns to the queen. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else with that? Um, Any other questions? I, I don't know. I feel like the soiree happened like super fast. <laughs> I think you're hundred percent right. <laughs> Cause you know, they were out doing things that morning and that afternoon or after that, sometime they get back and she's like, we're having a soiree at my house. And, you know, and they have, you know, all their chefs and whatnot have to make like so much food in that little time. And they have to get their invitations passed around and, you know, all that stuff. I just feel like that happened way too fast. Yeah. And they did say it was going to be small, but it was, I mean, it was still a decent size and like, yeah, yeah. They would have had to print invitations by hand at that point. Cause they would never have been able to send to a printer printing press right. yeah. if they decided that morning. So yeah, that was silly. Like, I don't know. They didn't need to plan it that morning. Like, right. I don't know why they wrote that in, that it was like, yeah, because it didn't need to be, it could have always been planned. No one would have like questioned it. Yeah. Or even planned it in a few days, you know? Yeah. Um, right. There was no reason it had to be that night. They could have been like, let's have a soiree on Tuesday. And then <laughs> the, like, um, yes, I agree with that. I also loved that they didn't invite Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> so salty (laughs) right and it kind of turned into like more of a like talent show than anything which was funny yeah because I think they even said in it like one of them was like is this what's supposed to be happening and it was like right no this is just how men behave when they're right women (laughs) they take over and they try to be the most impressive and it's obnoxious (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, any other questions? Um, no, I don't think so. Do you have any? No. So let's jump to predictions. Is that what we're up to next? Yeah. Okay. So I, (laughs) I feel like every prediction we made last episode did not come true. So let's see if we can do any better for our predictions for the next couple episodes. So Uh I think we still have to 
have those things that we talked about that didn't happen yet, right? They yeah. have to do the scene where Kate's hiding under the desk, right? Oh, yeah. They've yeah. got to. Um, I'm also predicting that maybe there'll be a masked ball coming up um, because we know from the books that Benedict meets his future wife at a masked ball. Yes. But doesn't then actually find her again for like three years. So mm-hmm. if if next season is going to follow Benedict and they're going to stick with that, he's going to have to see her at a masked ball this season. Yes, because it's 1815. Yeah. And that's what happened in 1815. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any other predictions? Um, what do you think about Benedict and... Um... Sophia or Benedict and Madame Delacroix. Okay. You think they're going to sub them in? I think that this is probably the most likely place that they're going to switch out mm-hmm. who he ends up with because it would be much easier for him and Madame Delacroix to develop a relationship and to just run Sophie's whole storyline with her yeah because we do know from last season that Madame Delacroix is lying about her background she is not French Uh um and Sophie was doing the same thing when he met Benedict when she met Benedict she was what a scullery maid or something yeah pretending that she was (laughs) not from a noble family so they can very easily do that switch with Madame Delacroix she could be pretending to be a French you know merchant but actually mm-hmm. be like the disowned they could do yeah they could do so oh, yeah. entire storyline with madame delacroix mm-hmm. so i think so i think that's a great prediction hmm. another somewhat prediction not like a huge one just kind of like a maybe you think they could be going there but also it could be an absolutely nothing but um dorset the guy that escorted kate at the um race at the races Mm -hmm. was a friend of anthony's from Mm -hmm. um cambridge is that where he went oxford oxford there we go um (laughs) and in the books the person edwina ends up with is just like you know a well-educated like mister he doesn't have like Mm -hmm. a title or anything so i was wondering and there was a, a part at the race where the two when anthony and kate were like going at it (laughs) <laughs> yeah where the two of them leaned behind and like shared a moment so it's like yeah. oh I wonder if they're gonna sort of like start talking behind the scenes because that's kind of what happened in the book right Edwina all of a sudden was kind of like well I met this yeah. scholar and I really like him <laughs> right yeah it was definitely more more of the type she was looking for yeah so I thought that rather than introducing some completely other scholar they could use him for that just a thought I think it's a great thought (laughs) (laughs) anything else any other predictions Um, no I don't think so I'm just wanting to watch the next episode (laughs) I know I can't wait so my overall opinion of this episode I don't know if you agree um I kind of thought the whole thing was a little bit boring. Like there was nothing that crazy or exciting in it. I'd like some cliffhangers at the end of these episodes. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I thought it was very uneventful. Um, there were parts of it that I did like, you know, they're bickering and whatnot. And 
Um, yeah, but overall, I'm hoping, yeah, fingers crossed that it's going to pick up a little bit and I'm hoping that it's going to start to include a little bit more stuff from the books. And I have been like on the internet with complete blinders on trying to avoid like any and all spoilers. (laughs) But um, my sister-in-law did message me after watching the first four episodes and she said they were pretty boring. So I'm not (laughs) that hopeful that it's going to pick up anytime soon, at least not in the next two episodes. Yeah, I've been trying to avoid things online too. just scroll past them. Um, The little that I have caught though, are mostly people are just angry that it's not exactly like the book. And even though like, or season one wasn't exactly like the book, like they're like really angry that season two is not like the book. I, mean, I wonder if that means it's even more different than season one. What? That's kind of what it sounds like, but I mean, we'll find out. Is there a chance that Anthony does not end up with Kate? Is that like, is it that different? You think? Um, I don't think so. I think I would have seen something like that. By now. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I, I mean, would have seen. You know, headlines. that's kind of major, major yeah. news there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he'll end up with Kate. Yeah. All right. So are you immediately getting off and watching episode three like me? Um, yes, I have a free hour now. I might do that. <laughs> awesome. Let's go do it. <laughs> Time to watch episode three. If you want to geek out about all things Bridgerton or check out our Bridgerton book club, join our Facebook group mom chat by the basic moms to download one of our bridgerton book club guides head to our website thebasicmoms.com you can hang out with us on facebook and instagram at the.basic.moms and don't forget to rate and review this podcast and subscribe so you know when each new episode is released